0: I'm Sebastian Mafud, and you're listening to WCAT Radio, the on-air wing of en Route Books and Media, bringing you the dulcet sounds of Catholic wisdom. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Frey from Bereavement Miracles. I have a, a guest star, uh, guest speaker today, uh, Father um, Dominic Anetto who's going to be talking about his new book that's going to be hitting the presses pretty soon, called Spiritual. Uh, direction and its praxis. Uh, so, before we begin, I wanted to just go over a few things uh, for the newcomers that are uh, listening to this program for the first time. Read for Miracles is the 12 step of unity and hope. I've uh, put together a book uh, that has this process, a systematic way. Uh, to approach bereavement, grieving, mourning, or even some kind of devastating uh, event that may have occurred in your life, like maybe you're going through a divorce or some kind of physical ailment, or maybe uh, you know a friend who has committed suicide, or maybe you yourself have thoughts of of suicide. So the point of the matter is is that this program is available on WCATradio.com, And also, I chair a meeting in Meriden, Connecticut on the first and third Tuesdays of every month at 3 o'clock at Our Lady, Queen of Angels, and all are welcome. It's a Catholic uh, understanding of why things happen the way they do. It's important for us all that when something uh, traumatic happens, like the death of a loved one, um, how should we act? Uh, obviously, not having any training in, uh, religion, uh, when my sister Michelle died, I had certainly a a real rough time, uh, trying to overcome her death. And it was until I enrolled in Holy Apostles College and Seminary in Cromwell, Connecticut, which now is completely online, I, I began to understand who God is. And so therefore, once I understood the who, I was able to understand the why. So understanding the why, the circumstances, the events, the environment, and all those factors that go into shaping me uh, as a young lad uh, certainly makes it understandable that when I wanted to let go and let God or came to believe in a power greater than myself, which I call God, I was able to do so and therefore tap into Uh, the reservoir or the treasury of humility that the church talks about and empathy and whatnot. So having an understanding of why things happen the way they do helps me to approach the how, how I can get better, how we can get better through fellowship, through the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, brings us to the who, which is God himself, Jesus. So the point of this book is to try to bring a person who is... uh, incapable of helping themselves because of the death of a loved one or a divorce or, as we said, maybe a foster suicide or some kind of devastating news that has just knocked you off your uh, rails, this program helps to put you back on there because the Holy Spirit is there indwelling within you. And it's through this sense of fellowship through men and women that we share one common connection, the the loss of a loved one. So this 12-step program even in the midst of sorrow, we can find a peace, joy, and happiness and a sense of closure. Now, folks, there is only one requirement for this fellowship is to have an open heart and mind and a desire to help others in recovery. The ability to let go and move on, uh, forward with one's life will take time and effort, but if you stick with it, you'll soon find that the fellowship, the Holy Spirit, right, the Holy Spirit, the true exchange, uh, in the rooms or on the air, uh, which is, it, it is gathered in Christ, uh, is the source and summit to our spiritual healing and well-being. So, this is a twelve-step program. It's laid out. If you would like to have a copy of your own book, you can certainly go to Books and Media, Enroute Books and Media. E n r o u t e Books and Media. Media dot com. And you can order um, a single copy, or if you're a nonprofit organization and you want to run a meeting, I've already laid out the format on how to uh, direct a weekly, -weekly, biweekly, monthly meeting in your own parish community. Uh, If you are going to buy more than, say, 10 or 15, 20 books, you can certainly get a hold of the publisher, which is... Um, Dr. Sebastian Maffoud, who will uh, extend a 40% discount uh, to all those uh, individuals or parties or groups that want to uh, have a Bereavement Miracles uh, program uh, in their uh, local uh, parish. Now, if you want a single book, uh, certainly you can go through Enrue Books and Media, or you can go to Amazon Smile and designate Holy Apostles College and Seminary as the um, a nonprofit organization institution that uh, will uh, receive a little bit of the profit off of each and every book. Uh, Amazon sends a little uh, little check to uh, Holy Apostles College and Seminary. It's a great way to support our seminarians that are uh, uh, through their formation to become priests. So I'm going to forego how this program works because uh, we're going to be uh, introducing a a main speaker, Father Dominic Annetto, as I said, and his book is Spiritual Direction and Praxis. And uh, so in one minute, we're going to uh, wait for Father to call in, and we'll commence with the interview. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and... uh and what
1: led you to become a priest okay well um i'm father dominic um i joined the seminary when i was 12 years old wow. um i mean i'm a nigerian um originally um so uh, i was ordained 1994 in nigeria um After two years of ministry in Nigeria, I was sent by my bishop to Rome to study spiritual theology. So I did spiritual theology to license level Mm -hmm. and did pastoral theology to another license before doing my doctorate in pastoral theology. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of it, I went to Chicago. I did uh, studies on human sexuality and human development. Mm-hmm. And so I was a, I'm a certified counselor of human development and human sexuality. And then I went back to Nigeria after that studies. I taught in the seminary in Nigeria for seven years. And thereafter, I came for my sabbatical here in the United States. Um, I started doing um, teaching at the seminary at Holy Apostles in Cromwell, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, six years after that, I moved to Houston as um, a Mary seminary, seminary for three years. So I just concluded my contract with them. It's um, three years. So um, that is where we are now. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the seminary, both seminaries, uh, I was either a spiritual director or a formator, So that led me, really, to start thinking of writing a book on structural direction, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed writing because Mm -hmm. I have been a director um, for so many years and also a pastoral counselor for years. So I know the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So that is that.
0: And for our listeners, uh, Father was a professor, as I already said, um, that uh, helped me to um, obtain a master 's degree in pastoral studies um, and and father what i 'm going to do is i 'd like to read you some of your own quotes in your okay. in your book and would you just elaborate in um as though you were speaking to somebody um, you know tell us um, uh, share with us that spirit uh, that you that you have folks. Uh, Father Dominic I know quite well, and he's a wonderful, wonderful man to speak with. Uh, So uh, we're really privileged to have him today, so listen up. So Father, you say that Christian spirituality, uh, the direction, um, is defined as uh, help, uh, help given to one Christian to another, which enables that person to pay attention to God's personal communication to him or her, uh, and therefore respond to this personal communicating God to grow in intimacy with this God and to live out the consequences of the relationship. Can you, can you kind of expand upon that a little bit for us? What is, what is the aim of spiritual uh, direction?
1: Yeah, essentially, in a couple of words, the aim of spiritual direction is docility to the spirit, Mm -hmm. docility to the spirit, and the heart of spiritual direction is discernment. Mm -hmm. So the aim of spiritual direction being docility to the spirit means that the human spiritual director helps the directee to open up to the spirit, which. Mm -hmm is already in him, so that he knows how to communicate with this spirit that is in him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the docility is really the, the aim of spiritual direction, and that is why um, someone who, who is really not free cannot actually be in spiritual direction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it is, it is an experience of, it's an adult experience mm-hmm. with freedom. So in that freedom, the person will be docile to the spirit, listening to the spirit, and then communicating with the spirit, with the leadership of the spiritual director. The spiritual director is not the principal director. The principal director is the Holy Spirit. So the human spiritual director is simply an instrument through whom the Holy Spirit works for this docility to that spirit, mm-hmm. so the the individual uh, directee needs to be docile, then the director himself will help him to be docile to the spirit mm-hmm. you know in a in a more elaborate form we can also define spiritual direction as a sustained attempt at leading an individual to a new life in Christ. Mm-hmm. So this is even more profound. It's a sustained attempt. It's a sustained attempt in a sense that it is not a one-time business. It is simply a one-time uh, business that is, uh, I meet someone, the person wants to share an experience with me, then it becomes simply a pastoral counseling. Mm-hmm. But for a spiritual director' spiritual direction to remain true to his name, it must be sustained attempt. That is to say, it must be continuous. It must be a continuum. Um, it 's not just going to be a one-time business. Mm-hmm. And it's an attempt at leading an individual to a new life in Christ. So at leading, not forcing. So the words are carefully chosen. Mm-hmm. You are leading this individual to a life in Christ. Mm-hmm. So you don't push the person as a director. So you almost like the directee is the leader. And you, the director, you are gradually you know, channeling, channeling him to a life in Christ. And it's not simply um, a life of fulfillment. It is a life in Christ. That is, it's about self-surrendering, self-surrendering to Christ. So when the life of that individual directee has reached to the point of surrendering to Christ, then you can say this spiritual direction is achieving its purpose, but if it's not going towards that direction, if it is going towards the direction of self aggrandizement self fulfillment, then it's not it's not spiritual direction mm-hmm. it is it can even be called directional spirituality, not spiritual direction mm-hmm. okay
0: so the praxis to uh spiritual direction as i understand it it's a more of a continual process where pastoral it, pastoral counseling could be a one time thing meeting great
1: great i agree so spiritual direction must be a continuous process
0: yeah
1: because and it has its own stages it has its own stages Um, The spiritual director has to determine the stages himself. Mm -hmm. Um, Unlike in pastoral counseling, where it's just a one-time business that may not have any stage at all. Mm -hmm. So in the stage of spiritual direction, first, you have to begin with the dimension, the positive dimension in the life of the person, the directee, who is before you. And then you explore, you explore the areas of love, the three dimensions of love, the love of God, the love of the self, and the love of neighbor. Mm-hmm. So this is a process. Mm. It's a process that needs to be really very profound. Um, so not to start on a negative uh, side. Uh, the negative side will not allow the directee to be open to the spirit. And if you're not, of course, dispose the, the directee to be open even to you, the director. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a plan of enabling or helping the spiritual directee okay. to open up to you as a director so that you can help him open up to the spirit. Mm-hmm.
0: Can okay? you describe uh to our listeners uh, what what
1: is being um the word docility um oh the word docility is simply opening up opening up to the spirit that is being available to the spirit mm-hmm. um so that you are not attached the prayer directee is not attached to himself, to his own ideas, but loosening up to the spirit who is already in him for this spirit to tell him what you know, he may not even want to hear, but which definitely and finally will be good for him. So this is about the docality, mm-hmm. opening up to the spirit, being available to the spirit and disposing himself for the Spirit uh, to talk to him and for him to listen. So it's not so much about talking and talking to to God or to the Spirit, but more about listening to the Spirit, Mm -hmm. which is very difficult. To listen is very difficult. It's easier to speak than to listen.
0: Well, for our listeners, um, they may not know this that you you were the one uh, as well as, as Dr. Sebastian Mafood who um, oversaw uh, the creation of bereavement miracles and the the attempt there was to try to give people uh, the meat and potatoes, so to say of the Catholic Church, the teachings the the doctrine the um, th- those treasures that we speak about, uh so that people can be as you said dox soul or it, or a sense of freedom uh in a non uh, hostile environment uh to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to them to try to get them to move more toward God through uh well because they're at this meeting is because something traumatic has happened like the death of a loved one or a divorce or maybe thoughts of suicide that what you're talking about is to kind of get yourself prepared uh as you said here to hear to understand and to respond to love right
1: correct correct you know haven't been uh, the the thesis uh, advisor of, the, of your own thesis, the bereavement miracle, I, I quite identify with that thesis and I can see how related the thesis is to spiritual direction because the uh, bereavement miracle, again, um, is not about imposing your own will as a, you, the facilitator. Imposing your own will to the person who is going through difficult moments in his or her life. But it's about listening to that person to right. see how that person can open up more. The more you listen as a facilitator, the more the person will be disposed to disclose himself or herself to you. Mm-hmm. And then you know the angle through which to help him. So it's the same process in spiritual direction. When you dispose the person with the help of the spirit, then the person will be more open to disclose more himself, all the more. And then it can be a continuous process of this self-disclosure. And, of course, Mm self-acceptance, not simply self-disclosure. Self-disclosure that leads to self-acceptance, you know, then that can lead to self-action. So that is the three stages. Self-disclosure, self-acceptance, and then action. Mm -hmm. There must be action, willingness to take action, so that it is not simply an abstract experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay?
0: As I I said to the listeners before, there's really three um, aims in the bereavement miracles, is to understand why things happen the way they do. And you write here, uh, the whole human being is involved, his or her, every uh, deed and attitude, thought and feeling, responsibility, relationship that are uniquely constituting him or her as a person. So the spiritual direction, uh, like bereavement miracles, is trying to get a person in touch with what you say is the uh, a holistic um, understanding of thyself, as you just said, and also uh, to respond to the fidelity uh, to God or to the Gospel, to the Word, the incarnate nature of our Lord.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A human being is a system. human being is a human system. It's not something that is compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. The human being is a human system. That is, it has both the psychological, both the the physical, the social, the spiritual, and all of them. So once you are able to unite the psychological, the social, the physical, all that together, that is when the person, we say the person is holy. Right and you see the meaning of holiness is wholeness mm-hmm. that this person is whole is integrated, he is not compartmentalized right that this person is complete is integrated right you see so so that is that is also one of the aims of spiritual direction, mm-hmm. and I believe the bereavement miracle to make sure that this person who has had in an experience that is terrible in his or her life is now put together again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You remember the word remember. The word remember has two connotations. The first one is to, to call to memory. And in English language, when we use the word, put the word, the, the word "re" before any word, it means do it again. Mm -hmm. So remember, remember means put yourself again, yourself that has been wounded, this person that has been um, compartmentalized, Mm -hmm. now put it together again. And then it's the spiritual director who will help that individual to put together the self again. The facilitator of the bereavement miracle that will help the whoever that is before him to put together the self again <laughs> with all the skills involved. <laughs> because it's not a simple skill. You need a lot of skills to get this uh, putting together again uh, possible, to make it possible.
0: What I find, Father, in my groups that I um, direct is because of this element of fellowship, there's a, there's a number of people that go to these groups. That th- what you're saying is putting them back to back together, like almost like Mr. Potato Head, um, is that some people in the groups can reach a certain individual that is really hurting because their life experience has is kind of similar or parallels. To their grief or their mourning or, or or their anger uh and it's it's interesting to watch the this uh, dynamism that's going on between a a person that is speaking and a and another person this exchange which is mm-hmm. uh that person is actually speaking the language that this person needs to hear it's not all i don't find myself as Uh, a spiritual director, so to say, I facilitate the spiritual direction uh, between people, uh, this fellowship that encourages and embraces and binds up one another. That's what I find that works very well. A lot of times a woman will say just the right word to another woman where, um, you know, a male might identify with, you know... um, the same kind of an experience. And so I find this spirit of fellowship helps to lift or elevate everybody up uh, simultaneously.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Also in spiritual direction, it has the same dynamic because we have one-on-one spiritual direction, but also we have group spiritual direction. Mm -hmm. Group spiritual direction is where what you have described now is also... Applicable where individuals share their experiences, of course, with that openness and their trust, uh, with the confidentiality in that group that nothing said in this group will be let loose. So then it it becomes very um, it, it, an environment of trust, right, where people where people can share their problems and then look for guidance from one another. Because human beings, we are the same. We share the same problems. We share the same joys. But then it's only when these problems or joys are shared, then you discover that you are not alone. Yes. So when I share my problems with a group of people I trust, they share theirs, then I do, it's always very therapeutic. It's very healing, realizing that I am an, I'm not alone in this problem. Mm. And the other person knowing also that she is not alone in this problem. So it's very healing. It's very healing in itself. This, you know, verbalizing the problem in that group, you know. I remember when I was, uh, it, of course it can have an, a counter effect. I remember when I was in Rome, in a group uh, spiritual direction, we were 12 priests um, and then five nuns. And um, it was a wonderful experience. You know, we had a wonderful experience. However, one of the nuns from, uh, from Indonesia, communicated more than she can handle. So this is where it becomes um, somehow dangerous. She communicated more than she can handle. And so it was difficult for her to come back to the group. She became, you know, shameful. She became afraid that uh, what she has communicated, that uh, this is too much. So pathologically, he, he, she became really pathological.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she couldn't come back to that group. So she was taken out of the group for individual counseling. Mm-hmm. So the point is, in group dynamics, it is different system that uh, should be followed um, as also different from uh, the a one-on-one uh, spiritual direction. And that depends again on the facilitator or the spiritual director to know the difference between the two and know how to handle them without creating um, more problems than the person than the person had
0: so Father, can you explain to the listeners the difference between spiritual direction and spiritual counseling
1: okay, spiritual direction, as I have asked, are defined, it's a sustained attempt at leading an individual to a new life in Christ. Pastoral, pastoral counseling, or spiritual counseling, as you may have it, is a one-time um, experience. That this person, pastoral counseling, the person may have a problem, and then the person brings the problem on for you to help him solve the problem. Mm-hmm. This is pastoral counseling. Mm-hmm. So the aim of pastoral counseling is to solve a problem. But the aim of spiritual direction is not to solve any problem. The person who is coming to you may not have any problem. So it's not problem-solving event. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is not advice-giving event. And it is not sermonizing. It's not giving the person a homilies or sermons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's more about listening to that person, to know where the spirit is moving that person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in pastoral counseling, it can have this dimension of giving sermon, giving advice, and solving the problems, mm-hmm. which may not is not supposed to be in spiritual direction, however, in the course of your discussing with the person about the person's uh, spiritual life, whatever problem the person came with may be solved, mm. but that is not the aim of spiritual direction. Mm. Uh, does it make any yes yeah, so a so, distinction?
0: Yes, and so for our listeners, what you have said, if we were to apply that example of the nun that, uh, um, I guess, revealed too much of her personal life. If she had come to you and said, Father Anetto, um, uh, you know, this is how I'm feeling, and could you help me um, solve this problem uh, of this fear or anxiety that I have? That would be an opportunity to call that a spiritual counseling session because that gee, would be right
1: definitely that would be spiritual counseling and pastoral counseling
0: right exactly yeah so father, you talk uh there's a sentence in here, and I want you to elaborate a little bit because uh when you read certain words, people don't really understand um the etergiss behind it, so Um, you say here, Christian spiritual direction is a tradition as old as the church itself. Now, before um, I let you go on this one, understanding that the church is a body, it's an incarnate nature of our Lord, the Christ, and so are you saying that the tradition, because the church herself has been wounded like who is Christ, right, the Blessed Mother being the Mother of God, this tradition as you're speaking about is what you're connecting those people that are are, are frustrated uh, and are seeking out some kind of path to uh, that beatific vision, but they are recognizing that they're wounded as like our church, the incarnate nature of our church. Is that what you're saying?
1: Um, yes, that's an aspect of it. But fundamentally, that spiritual direction is as old as the church. It's as old as the traditions in the church. That is what I essentially I mean by that. Okay. That it's not, it's not anything that is new in the church, that it is as old as the tradition in the church. However, the dimension that you brought up is also part of it. That yes, people, individuals have been wounded in different forms, but when we talk of the woundedness of individuals, we talk more of pastoral counseling again. So. A pastoral counselor looks at someone who came to him as who is as someone who is wounded. But a spiritual director does not see the person before him as someone who is w- wounded. He sees the person as someone who is journeying together with him mm-hmm. to see something better in his life, mm-hmm. to maintain that intimacy between him and Christ. Mm-hmm. So that is the uh, big difference again: the dimension of woundedness and the dimension of intimacy with Christ. Spiritual direction is about the, maintaining that intimacy with Christ, but pastoral counseling is about healing the wounds this person has come with. Okay, so and this spiritual direction is as old as all the traditions, in the church. Mm-hmm. So it's not a new phenomenon in the church.
0: Mm-hmm. So are you saying then, uh, when you s- use the phrase healing the person, are you referring to the treasury of the church? You say here a director or spiritual counselor uh, through whom the Holy Spirit pleases to reveal the truth that is contained in the treasury of the church. That treasury being... the uh, Jesus' merciful heart, uh, His healing presence—is that—is that what you're referring uh, to?
1: Yes, that's an aspect. Remember, we said essentially that the protagonist uh, of the spiritual direction is the Holy Spirit. Right. The the director, the the principal director of spiritual direction, is the Holy Spirit. But the human. Uh, director is only an instrument of the Holy Spirit so the human director acquires all the skills from the treasure in the church all the skills because you as a spiritual director if you don't have those skills then you can scare even the people that come to you for spiritual direction and then the person will not come back right and so it wouldn't make any sense that someone you know, leaves you because you don't have the skills. For instance, if someone comes to you for spiritual direction and you concentrate right from the beginning on the failures, on the sins of the person, then that will not be a good skill for spiritual direction. So this, that is what I mean by the treasures. There, there are treasures in the church the skills that the spiritual director is supposed to acquire before he gets into spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. Here at the Mary's right now, there are a group of people that come for spiritual direction. They do the spiritual direction, there are about, I think, 45 of them. So they are acquiring the skills. They are acquiring the skills for spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. So if you don't acquire those skills, You you can qualify yourself as simply a spiritual counselor or a pastoral counselor, which maybe I would say maybe any person can do in the church. But spiritual direction, you need that uh, experiences and skills that will uh, help you uh, dispose the other person to disclose himself to be more available, to be more uh, trustful of what experience that you are going through.
0: Mm -hmm. I told the the listeners before you came on uh, that we try to answer why things happen the way they do, taking uh, Uh circumstances and and or events uh, that shape us and also uh, lead us to uh, determine our perceptions and whatnot, and, and the other aim is how, how we get better, and who. Who is the source of the Son and through spiritual happiness, which is Christ. So my question to you, we have one God, but we have three distinct persons. The Father is the Creator, the Son is the Redeemer, the Holy Spirit, you say, is the Sanctifier. Uh, The spiritual direction is intended to help members of the Church on the journey of sanctification by means of discernment of the Spirit. Now, why wouldn't it have been appropriate to say um, the, um, the, the Son, who is the Redeemer, who is, through spiritual direction, Uh, is trying to help the members of the Church. Now we understand most people that have been listening to me understand that there's one God, but there's three distinct persons. But explain to the listeners why the Holy Spirit who's considered the sanctifier is the distinct person in the recovery process, the how, uh, in this uh, back-and-forth exchange with the directing and the director uh, the spiritual direction process unfolds. Why is it the Holy Spirit and not the Son or the Father? Though there's one God, why is it the sanctifier?
1: Yeah, well, we have to <clears throat> avoid getting into heresy here. Um, so we have just celebrated the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. and um, this solemnity is about. Communion, communication, and community in the Trinity mm-hmm. okay, so we don't want to compartmentalize the Trinity mm-hmm. as if when the Father is at work creating, mm-hmm. and then the Son is there redeeming, and then the Holy Spirit is there sanctifying mm-hmm. so that will get us into uh, the heresy of modalism, which we mm-hmm. don't want to get into okay however. However, in the area of spiritual direction, the principal agent of the spiritual direction is the Holy Spirit. What that means is that the Holy Spirit is the bond of the union between the Father and the Son. Exactly. And that bond bond of union is a bond of love. Mm -hmm. And the litmus test for determining the bond of love is how the spiritual directee is surrendering himself to the spirit. So self-surrender is the litmus test for effectiveness of spiritual direction. And it is seen in bold relief in the person of the spirit because Mm -hmm. the spirit is about the docility, the spirit is about self-surrender. The the, the spirit is about love. Mm-hmm. So love in itself is that bond of union between the father and the son. Right. And so, again, we don't want to compartmentalize the roles of the Trinity because, you know, it's one God. Right. But also we want to explain the role of the spirit
0: in right.
1: this uh, Munera, right. So you and,
0: and right. I and I hope I didn't uh, mislead our listeners because I'm going to throw this out. You write here that the third person of the Trinity. You just got done uh, explaining the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete, who wills to use the human instrumentality of the secondary director to aid the directee in realizing his perfect fulfillment in the beatific vision by entering into a dynamic relationship of love with the triune God while in this earthly life. So that's what you were saying is that the the, uh, the paraclete is that expression between the love of the Father and the Son. Is that right, Father?
1: Well, correct. Correct. Right. And that is, that, that is it. You didn't mislead the audience. But it's just, you know, seeing it in a different way. Um, that the spirit the spirit is this bond of union between the father and the son. Right. But here, here while on earth, that the docility to this spirit, which is the spirit of love, when we talk of the spirit, anytime we talk of the spirit, we can equip it to love. Mm-hmm. So the docility to this love is an indication of the effectiveness of the spiritual direction while on earth. And we are still on earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is not to say that the father is not creating in the spiritual direction or that the son is not redeeming uh, the individual in the spiritual direction. They are also doing their work in, you know, in that united form. Mm -hmm. In fact, I always use the. The three C's in uh, the solemnity of the most holy Trinity: the communion, community, and communication. Mm -hmm. That there must be communication between the the Trinity, which will lead to communion, and then will lead to this community, community of the Trinity. You know, any time we go to receive communion. We are saying, Lord, transform me to be like you. Mm-hmm. You see? We are saying, Lord, the priest says, uh, the body of Christ, then the person receiving says, amen. You are saying by that, amen, Lord, transform me to be like you. So that is exactly what is happening in spiritual direction. So you, you, you the key you are saying to the, to the Holy Spirit, transform me to be docile. Transform me to be more disposed. Transform me to be more available so that I can be like you, the loving bond between the Father and the Son.
0: Right. 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 And, and, and for our listeners, Father writes, accordingly, spiritual direction is necessarily focused on the directee's experience of the divine in an ongoing relationship of love with the one true God, hence entering into dialogue with God. Spiritual direction of this kind focuses on what happens when a person listens to and responds to the self-communicating God. That's what you just got done saying. Is that right, Father? Egg. correct yeah. correct, yeah, correct yeah, this docility, this is the same um, we can use that as to understand Mary's fiat, her docile nature, um, to um, be a handmaid of God, so that this docility this this humility that a person has to have before they go into a session of um, spiritual direction, is, is that one of the qualities a person has to have?
1: Yeah, that is, of course, it's one of the qualities of uh, a directee, but also one of the qualities of a director. Mm-hmm. A director is also supposed to be docile in the sense that he is not forcing he is not pushing. If you remember the definition of spiritual direction, it's an attempt, some sustained attempt at leading, leading this person to a new life in Christ. It's not sustained attempt of pushing this person to a new life in Christ. Mm-hmm. So it is a gradual nourishment. It's a gradual, if I may use the word, kharasan, this person, to be in a loving relationship with the spirit. You see? So it's not, it's not anything that is uh, forceful. It has to be something based on this person's experience. It's not on any other person's experience, but on the experience of this person who is before you as a directee. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is his experience. And that is why it is bad or wrong for a spiritual director to use his personal experience in doing spiritual direction, because it will not be the same experience that the spiritual director has. So the stories of a spiritual director is technically not allowed to use his own stories in spiritual direction because that may mislead the uh, directee. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, the a acquisition of these skills that will uh, help the the directee to dispose himself okay. for the spirit that is in him, who is communicating in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, I like listening to um, works of Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr is a He's a priest, he's 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 really a great priest for me, and uh, he's a very profound reflector. And so he says that God is not out there, but God is in you. So the God who is in you, we see the God who is in the other. So Mm -hmm. stop looking for God who is out there. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense in spiritual direction. Mm. The self-communicating God that is in you will help you discover the self-communicating God that is in the other person who is your directee. Mm. Mm. I, I hope it's not it's not too abstract, right? Oh
0: no, no, no! And that's that's really the hope of bereavement miracles is that this sense of of uh, fellowship. Encourage us to build a sense of unity or communion, as you um, talked about, uh, to respond to this event, the death of a loved one or, say, a divorce or something that has traumatically knocked you off your uh, rails, uh, to a, a personal communication or, co- or communion with God to grow in intimacy with this God and to live out the consequences of the relationship that you are now um, starting to manifest between yourself and the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete.
1: Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There is a, a, a close relationship between Buddhism and miracle, and uh, spiritual direction. You know, uh, I mean, they are not the same. But they they use uh, almost the same skills to operate. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that there's a lot of, uh, as you well know, uh, there's many spiritual direction um, processes. Uh, One, I just got done, I'm actually rereading and taking notes, uh, Father Dennis Billy. Uh, he He used to see alphonsus uh, saint alphonsus um, spiritual uh, direction and moral life um, to kind of help people with what you said here uh, this relationship uh, this fidelity to the gospel um, to help the, to aid them uh, in, through their own pace uh through, through through their own intellect their will and their passions to move them hopefully, um, to that place that we're all tending toward, which is, uh, you know, uh, perfection, which is uh, the beatific vision.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very important, um, the word you use, with, you know, with your own pace, so that um, you are not thinking, you as a spiritual director, you are not pushing the person um, outside his own pace. So you follow the person as the person goes, and that is what it means to be a spiritual director: that um, you are gradually following the person or leading the person to this self-communicating God. And the relationship, the relationship dimension, is very important. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's not only uh, my relationship with my God, but also my relationship with my fellow human beings. You remember, Christ will always say, well, that these uh, Ten Commandments, they can be summarized under the two. The love of God and the love of neighbor. It's all about this relationship. The relationship I have with God that has to be translated into the relationship I have with my fellow human being,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so, and the other way around. I, I go to the church to receive the energy, the spiritual force with which to relate effectively with my fellow human being.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, sometimes it creates a lot of problems where uh, people, after going to church, they, they live a kind of dichotomized or compartmentalized life they are holy in the church, and they are almost like a monster in their family, a mm-hmm. monster outside, outside the church. You see? So it's, it's still about this integration, integration union, uh, that should be the ultimate aim of spiritual direction, to be an integrated person, to be holy, to be whole. That is the essence of spiritual direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So, I'm going to ask you a question by reading something that you wrote here. Uh, so, the, the sense of hope and unity in self discovery, you write, uh, is in the, the physical body in relationship to the psychological and spiritual health and recognizes the need to travel the way of the unconscious in order to recover the awareness of God. So this process helps people to un or to peel away, so to speak, an onion, the, the layers to uh, this self-awareness and also the, the awareness of God in our lives, uh, God doing for us what we wouldn't necessarily be able or capable of doing for ourselves. But, Father, give me your observation, your opinion on why is it that when someone loses someone, uh, the death of a loved one or a divorce and whatnot, uh, this this sense of self-discovery, this um, looking at life as an opportunity versus life is fair and unfair. Uh, why do people shut down when a traumatic event occurs and they stay in the bog or this malaise for it can be for years and years and years?
1: Yeah, um, you, let me take you back to you know the 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 feast of ascension. You know when the Lord resurrected, he uh, he ascended into heaven, and you remember um, the the readings of uh, solemnity of ascension. We always, especially the first reading, we always say, "Well, stop looking for." God, as He is rising to heaven, okay. look at the foot. Look at the footprints on the floor mm. before He left. So, man is a unit. Human being is a unit. However, because we are tainted units, so we become somehow, one way or the other, compartmentalized. Mm. So, if I lose my loved one, If I hang on to the physical loss, then it becomes a complete absence. But have you you had the experience of, you know, when we say we miss someone? We miss someone because this person is not there. So we say we miss him. So it is a presence of an absence. And it is an absence of a presence that is why then we can say we are closer to Christ than even the apostles were so the the when I lose the lost my loved one, he is gone physically, and it will take you know maybe years to kind of call to mind why that experience happened. But then as I'm calling to mind why that experience happened, it is reminding me of the presence of that person in my life all the time. I remember when my mom died and I would get home, so I I kind of start asking, where is she? Because I was very close to my mother I was close to my dad as well. But I keep on asking, where is she? And when I will be in the seminary teaching, I will always be yearning to go back. Why am I doing all that? I'm doing all that because I'm missing her. But my missing her is because of the presence she has in me. So she is in me in a present form, that is why I am missing her. Mm -hmm. So the trouble, the pains, the hurt that people experience in life, first it may not reveal to that person the presence of God. But as time goes on, if the person is aware of course, with the help of a good facilitator, with the help of a good spiritual director, then the person will be more aware of the presence of that absence. Is it too profound or
0: no, abstract? I just, no, but I go back to um, your answer with communion. It's In a sense, what you're saying is that it's like a, a broken communion, that presence of their their. Physicality, which is a communion, so to speak, in your own person, because they're not there in the flesh it's kind of yeah. like a broken communion in a sense, um, and we all you know some understand that is that it's just just the physical because spiritual they live forever that's why I use the analogy with people rather than using death. I use they departed, because truly that's what it is, that they have departed. Um, Certainly they're not here of the flesh, but they've departed, meaning that they're somewhere else and they're waiting for us.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, But it's difficult to, I mean, to tell someone who has lost a loved one. You, know, you remember the story of uh, Teresa of uh, the child Jesus
0: mm-hmm.
1: when she um, was doing um, adoration? And then she got into this uh, experience where she felt the absence of God. You know, we all feel the absence of God in different times in our lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, Teresa asks, Lord, why? why is it that? I feel so dry, why is it that I feel so empty? I don't feel you, I don't feel your absence in me. And she got this response from, from Christ that, it is because I am within you, that is why you are thinking that I am absent. It is because I am within you, that is why you are thinking that I'm absent. So it's, it's so profound an experience. And so actually that is what contemplation is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And so to get to that point in the spiritual life is, is a climatic point of really spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. To get to the point of knowing that in the absence is the presence, and in the presence is the absence. Mm. And where there is that communion in communicating within that community of the Trinity, Mm. Mm.
0: you write here um, for our listeners. um, You write: spiritual direction must be distinguished from the sacrament of reconciliation. Among the Catholic faithful, spiritual direction is most frequently confused with confession. Can you uh, explain that to our listeners? The difference.
1: Yeah, there's a big difference between um, spiritual direction and the sacrament of reconciliation. First, for spiritual direction, it is um, only on the level of human, the human level of the facilitator or the spiritual director giving direction to the directee. But for the sacrament of reconciliation, it has two dimensions. The dimensions of the, the dimension of the, of the I would say, uh, the psychological dimension of the person confessing his sins or her sins, but also very essential dimension of absolution, the absolution dimension where when this person confesses his sin, without the absolution from the priest then that sacrament is not complete. In spiritual direction, there is nothing like absolution. The spiritual director may, may or may not be a priest, but in the sacrament of reconciliation, within the Catholic tradition, the person must be an ordained minister, an ordained priest to give that sacrament of reconciliation. Now, there is possibility for someone who came for spiritual direction to receive also um, the sacrament of reconciliation. That is a possibility. Mm. And for someone who has come for spiritual direction, and then at the end of spiritual direction, the person asks, Father, can you hear my confession? That is a possibility. The priest can then, if the person is a priest, then he can hear the person's confession and absolve that person from the Mm saints. Are you getting now the difference between the sacrament of reconciliation and spiritual direction?
0: So the, the higher reaches of total gospel living can really only be achieved through um, a, a dual approach, meaning spiritual direction or counseling, but also reconciliation, meaning that this, this um, summit uh, can only be achieved by combining both of them.
1: Um not all the time, not all the time. Some people can come to you simply for um, sacrament of reconciliation. Take, for instance, in the church where the church is packed, and they are there for sacrament of reconciliation. You cannot be giving um, counseling or spiritual direction to each and every one of them as you are doing uh, confession for them. If you do that, it will be insensitivity, because the people will be in the church waiting. So you hear the person's confession, maybe a couple of words of advice, and then you absorb the person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is in the sacrament of reconciliation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But also, in spiritual direction, you as a priest, or you as a layperson, you... You are there encouraging the person, not, to, not so much giving advice or sermonizing, but simply as we discussed, disposing the person to maintain that intimacy between him and the Holy Spirit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which does not need uh, absolution. And what, what we mean for absolution um, for our audience is the the gift from the transcendency, the gift from the transcendent, where um, Christ himself gave the power to his uh, apostles, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, and whose sins you retain are retained. Mm -hmm. So, within that context, the priest absolves, forgives that sin of that penitent, that person who repents of his sin. But it is not to be done in spiritual direction, especially if the person is not a priest.
0: And you write here, spiritual direction focused more precisely on spiritual issues, such as a prayerful life, religious experiences, and a sense of relationship with God.
1: Correct. Yeah
0: where the uh, the Sacrament of Reconciliation deals with
1: sin. Correct. It's essentially on sin. Yeah. Because, and um, so someone may, no one will go to confession if if he doesn't feel he has committed sin. I mean, people can go to receive grace from the priest, blessing from the priest, but ordinarily, no one will go to the priest saying father i have not committed anything i have come here for you to bless me Mm -hmm. you on rare occasions you get that Mm -hmm. so sacrament of reconciliation is essentially on based on sin. person commits sin and then is asking for god's forgiveness Mm -hmm. but in spiritual direction it it may have something to do with sin, but it's not essentially of sin. It's about the spiritual relationship, the intimate relationship between that person and his loving God.
0: Right, and you say in the sacrament one would confess sins, but in spiritual direction, one might explore the pattern of sin and brokenness. So in bereavement miracles, what we're trying to take a look at as the The pattern, the way a person behaves, they call that a reflex mode of action. you know the way we are shaped uh, by our parents our our environment, uh, all those external factors uh and and this is kind of dictates kind of the way we would normally act if something happens uh, some act uh, befittingly and some don't um, but that's where bereavement miracles tries to explore this pattern of behavior right. and also gives you hope in the the how we can put ourselves back together which could be part of the um, healing process which is going to reconciliation but spiritual direction really is taking a look at God's pattern um, trying to lead us to the beatific vision that's what uh, Dr. Cynthia Toolan and Wilson said that God communicates to us through patterns.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really the, the, the pattern of whatever sin is what has to be explored in spiritual direction. So it's very important to avoid people repeating the same thing when they go to, uh, to confession. Once we know the pattern of this sin, what has led to this sin, so it will help the person explore this pattern, and then help the person again to find a way of avoiding it. If you don't know the pattern, then you will find it difficult to avoid the sin. So that will lead to repetition of sin all the time.
0: Right. And you make mention in your book that um, a director should be a learned individual. Um, You talk about qualities and skills. Um, Why is that important for those that are listening? While seeking out a a spiritual uh, director, a Christian spiritual director, what, what should they be looking for?
1: there are qualities that should be sought for in a good spiritual director. The person has to be a learned gentleman. He has to have experience, of course, with prudence and all that. So very important um, for the person to be a a learned gentleman is for the person to know, not to mislead, not to mislead, His directee. Because they are based simply on um, superficial holiness that can lead to misguiding some individuals. Holiness is wholeness, as I said before. Mm -hmm. But holiness also has to be identifiable with knowledge. Remember, St. Teresa of Lisieux said, let the learned uh, educate us, but let the the holy edify us. That is to say, we need people that are learned so that they can tell us what the church teaches. So, a good spiritual director must be learned so that he knows he knows what is wrong and what is right. What is the right doctrine and what is not the right doctrine, mm. so that he doesn't confuse his directee. Right. He needs to be prudent so to, to know exactly when to tell the directee what, so that he, he doesn't impose everything on the directee on the first session. But he also needs to be pious, he needs to be holy in a sense. Mm -hmm. So there are qualities and these qualities also need to be found in spiritual directee. So as you have these qualities in spiritual director, we also need to have it in spiritual um, directee. Mm -hmm. That is why when we talk of experience, the experience of the directee is supposed to help the director the experience of the director is also supposed to help the directee in, you know in an indirect form mm-hmm. so that is why it is very important for a director to be learned and not just um, a kind of teenager that um, has graduated from uh, High school, <laughs> yeah.
0: and and you make mention here that you know approximate uh, approximately ninety percent of the time spent is in active listening.
1: Exactly, exactly. So that is that is the essential uh, dimension of spiritual direction. Right. That ninety percent of the the dialogue has to be initiated by the directee. So it is only through answer and question, given you the director, you post questions to the uh, directee, and then he keeps answering, you know, open-ended question that will help him open up to the spirit. When the director becomes, starts talking more than the directee, then he is not an effective director. The director is supposed to speak at, at most 20%, at most 20%, and the directee will keep talking because that is why he is there. That is why she is there to explore, to explore her life to explore the pattern of sin, to explore her experience in life. So she is the one talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you the director, we help him or help her to keep talking. Mm-hmm. So if there is complete silence then the the director is not doing his work very well. Mm-hmm. However, there there may be some moments of silence, but mm-hmm. It cannot be a, a long silence of um, of the director not knowing what to say.
0: Yeah, and 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 this is what builds an atmosphere or, or an environment of discernment, as you said here, uh, so that the directee and the director can both uh, read between the lines and uh, hear what what is being is really being said uh, by both individuals but primarily the direct Yeah. Good. Okay, well, I think okay. uh, we're we've done a great job. Um Father, I thank you very much for uh, spending this uh quality time with our listeners and um before we end uh would you lead us in prayer?
1: Sure. Sure, we we didn't get to that point about prayer in spiritual direction. Yes, it's very well, important.
0: Well, if yeah. you would like to spend some time on that, I'd be happy to uh, listen.
1: Uh, just quickly, just quickly, uh, oh, before I end. Yeah, uh, prayer. Prayer is a very essential uh, dimension of spiritual direction, and um, on two counts. Prayer, first. We dispose the the directee. We dispose the directee to be aware of the presence of God in the direction section. But also, uh, prayer will unveil the disposition of the directee to the director, and that is why it is always advisable for the directee. To lead in the prayer, so you the director to ask for the directee to lead in opening prayer mm-hmm. it opens the you know the, the heart of the directee for the presence of God in the directing section but also allows the directee to unveil himself even before he starts saying anything. Mm-hmm. So at the end, at the end of the section, then it is also advisable that you, the director, leads in a concluding prayer to summarize what uh, has been going on in spiritual direction. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we'll continue that maybe in another time. And so Mm -hmm. we can, let's say, short prayer of conclusion, Mm -hmm. in the name of the Father and of the Son Mm -hmm. and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God and Father, thank you for the gifts of today. Thank you for allowing us to share the gifts of your spirit. Thank you for all the blessings you have showered upon us and may you help those that are going through various difficulties to know that the cross they are carrying that they are not carrying it all by themselves that you are with them and uh, Help us then to, to guide those that are before us as directives so that they will be lightened, they will be enlightened, and also their body lightened. And all these for the greater glory of your holy name, for our own sanctification and joy, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father, so much. Great, well, Father,
0: Inetto, thank you for okay. speaking this time thank with you. our listeners and um, folks there are um, many people like Father Annetto that are praying for you so you're not alone um, thank though you. you may have lost a loved one uh, there are holy men like Father Annetto praying for you and uh, so don't give up and reach out and ask for help and uh, God bless you all and we'll talk to you all next week thanks Father
1: thank you, thank you Mike, thank you have a nice day yeah. Bye-bye. God bless. Thank you.
0: We hope you enjoyed the program and will join us back for another show on WCAT Radio. This is Sebastian mafoud Good day.